I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Greed, deception, abuse of power, that's no plan. They, they just gatekeep knowledge, you know? They're, they're to total masters of deception. They manipulate everything. You know, these, these pricks at the helm have lied to us. It's... I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. They're, they're setting it up for the Great Deception. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it all revolves around the Great Deception. Yeah, right? it, bingo. And L.A. and I talked about that. I said, L.A., is this the Great Deception? And he didn't hesitate. He said, absolutely. I never used to question before, and now I question everything. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. The world needs a wake-up call. We're going to fall it in. And welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thanks for joining me. This is kind of a spur-of-the-moment emergency um, podcast because... Uh, I noticed lately this surge in the last, what, two days, the 15th, of the Osama bin Laden letter to the American people that's been going around. And it was big on TikTok. And there, you know, there was a trend going around on TikTok that you, now you can't even find the hashtag. Um, if you just hash, if, if you just search letter two and hit enter, you'll find all the videos. And I, you know, I kind of wondered of the why the timing of this and whenever anything catches fire like this, it's not really grassroots. There's usually an agenda behind it. And this one, I, I think there's multiple agendas and they're pretty blatantly obvious. Okay, so how did this start? Well, what happened was up on the guardian okay and we'll, we'll read through right here it says this page previously displayed a document containing in translation the full text of osama bin laden's letter to the american people which was reported on in the observer sunday uh november 24th 2002 so that's when this was created and, and published the document which was published here on the same day was removed on november 15th 2023 the transcript published on our website has been widely shared on social media without the full context. Therefore, we decided to take it down and direct readers instead to the news article that originally contextualized it. Okay, so right away, it's like, okay, there's there's a red flag. There's something going on here. What is going on? And... I'm like, I, I don't know. So what I wanted to do here is I want to go back to 2002 
when the article came out. And what I want to do is I want to look at an article from that time. And what were they saying at the time about this? And let's blow this guy up here a little bit. Okay, so this article is from The Observer. This is the article, okay, from November 24th, 2002, from The Observer. A chilling new message from Osama bin Laden is being circulated among British Islamic extremists calling for attacks on civilians and describing the Islamic nation as eager for martyrdom. <laughs> Details of the 4,000-word letter from the terrorist leader emerged as the British government issued its strongest warning yet last night that attacks by bin Laden's al-Qaeda organization on the UK are inevitable. Foreign officer, uh, Office Minister Mike O'Brien said, We face an enemy who will attack us in Britain as well as overseas. British workers in New York or tourists in Bali or residents of London or Birmingham. O'Brien said there was a threat of well-planned attacks on British national institutions, commercial and financial infrastructure, and on many aspects of our everyday life. Of course, fear porn, right? Security authorities in Europe and America are concerned Al-Qaeda is planning a major strike. Two weeks ago, bin Laden issued a message on audio cassette proving he was alive and raising fears it presaged uh, new attacks. Now, again, guys, what you have to understand here, they're trying to bring the collective frequency down, put us in a state of fear that, look, no matter where you are, your everyday life, you could be hit by a terrorist attack. And we'll get into this in a second here. Britain, with its close support for America in the war on terror and Iraq, is a prime target and analysts believe any military action against Saddam Hussein would provoke a spate of revenge attacks by Islamic militants. Because Saddam Hussein was tied to Islamic militants, right? <laughs> this is what these people miss. It's hilarious. He had nothing to do with it. He ran. He was worried about his own little country and destroying Iran. That was about it. Sources described the mood in Whitehall and Scotland Yard as jumpy. The translated letter was originally posted in Arabic on a Saudi Arabian website previously used by Al-Qaeda to disseminate messages. Within the last two weeks, British Islamists have translated the letter, the most comprehensive explanation of bin Laden's ideology to be issued for several years, and posted it on English language websites run from the UK. The letter was sent to hundreds of subscribers to an email list by, uh, run by Mohammed al-Masari, a UK-based Saudi Arabian dissident whose Committee for the Defense of Legitimate Rights has opposed the al-Saud regime for more than a decade. Yesterday, Al-Masari denied he supported terrorism in any way. Al-Masari has recently been granted permanent residence in Britain, a move which angered foreign governments who claim that the UK is still a haven for extremists. Al-Masari's email and bin Laden's letter show ideological similarities. Both stress the holy war is defensive. Bin Laden issues that direct threat to the West. Anyone who tries to destroy our villages or cities, then we are going to destroy their villages and cities. Anyone who steals our fortunes, then we must destroy their economy. Anyone who kills our civilians, then we are going to kill their civilians. Now, what I find funny here, he issues a direct threat. <laughs> what is he saying, though? <laughs> He's saying anyone that's going to come and destroy our stuff, expect payback. The, the right to self-defense, right? 
<laughs> I mean, this is where we you get so wrapped up in the emotion of what's pushed on you in the news that you forget the basics of this, right? If someone's going to come steal our fortune, then we must destroy their economy. Seems legit. Anyone who kills our civilians, then we're going to kill their civilians. I mean, I mean, it's that tit for tat mentality, right? I mean, not saying that any death is is should be applauded or, or celebrated in any way, but eye for an eye, right? I, I mean, and and it's just interesting. Okay, so most of his letter comprises a lengthy list of grievances against the West, the fugitive terrorist who is believed to be hiding in the border regions between Afghanistan and Pakistan, mounts a sustained attack on the immorality of Western society. Can't really argue with him now, 20 years later. The letter has been posted on a number of Islamist websites. One carried bomb-making information. Another offered a link to a site with information on chemical and biological weapons. Although there is no way to confirm the authenticity of the letter, beyond all doubt, senior Arab uh, journalists in the Middle East, uh, Middle Eastern media believe the letter is from bin Laden. It's an extraordinary glimpse into his mind, one told the Observer. Okay, so now let's go and look at this letter so what do we have here here is the letter from mr bin laden now before we get into it too much um i want to first talk about what is this and why is this coming out now well think about it very divisive time in history right dividing the west from the muslim world was this operation 9 11 and again, division tactics. And when 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 I see things like this, the automatic thing I'm thinking is, how is this going to serve their divisive purposes? Well, first, you're going to have people, when they read this, realize that Osama bin Laden had some legitimate gripes with the United States. Because the United States has committed some terrible acts of terror in the name of democracy but it's spun differently over here right you don't hear about it as much you don't they, they they play word magic with you you're under a spell when you're getting the information through their media it's a trick it's how they deceive you one of their tools so what they're doing here is you're you're getting automatic division okay the people that are waking up and seeing this now are like Oh wow, I, I I support this, and they're going to go out there with their TikTok videos. We'll get to that in a second. I, I support this. This is, you know, oh, this is enlightening. Well, no shit. But he also, if you believe the the, the narrative, was part of killing thousands of Americans and uh, other na uh, nationalities worldwide through terrorist attacks. So you're going to have those people and then automatically you're going to have the people that, you know, so that's going to be mainly people on the left, right? These are the same people that are siding with Palestine uh, or, you know, just blindly with Palestinian people. The other side is the right. Well, the right is kind of going to get pissed at them for siding with bin Laden because 
this is 9-11. You don't, that's sacred ground. You, you don't, you don't talk shit about 9-11. So there's a division right there. You're going to have some back and forth there. And now you, you're throwing Bin Laden in the mix, right? You're throwing Palestine in the mix. Well, why? Because we'll, we won't get more than, oh, come on. I got to get out of this. Okay. All right. We're going to watch this more like this. Okay. So we're not going to get more than what to page a couple pages in before Palestine is mentioned. Okay. Yeah. So oh, this isn't the whole thing, is it? All right. Hold on. Let's go over here. What do we have on interweb? We're gonna we're gonna come here to the interweb because I think that's a better version of this. Okay, so let's get back to this. Sorry for the distraction. Like I said, this is last minute, and I'm kind of scrambling as to how to present this. So we're gonna look at the other side of it, the Palestinian angle, right? You're gonna have this. He supports the Palestinian cause. So again, the left is going to be rah rah about that. You're going to have people that are be like, what the fuck? How can you be supporting Osama bin Laden? He's a terrorist. You know, these are the same thing that are going to group you in with Hitler. Again, it's these broad generalizations. Now, can I say that? Did he have some good points in here? Absolutely. Does he have some legitimate points in here? Absolutely. If we go by the narrative, was his approach righteous could have gone after military targets right if you're gonna say that but eye for an eye we killed some of their civilians they went after our civilians and that's the rationale that they used there so um i get it but this you gotta see the division in it now the other side of it that was very strange and why it raised some red flags is there was a ton of TikTok videos that came out, boom, instantly about this, about, you know, the awakening. Now, what I noticed, though, is they used the same language, the same words. It was like, you know, one of those Mockingbird media videos. And if you want, go check it out. Go to TikTok and, and, and like I said, hashtag letter two or just letter two in, in, when you want to search. And you'll get a bunch of them that pop up and listen to what they're saying. And some of them, it looks pretty scripted. Like somebody passed out something to be read ahead of time. I don't know. None of this stuff is organic, guys. And that's what you have to understand. And that's why I want you to, to hopefully get this before you go off the deep end with this stuff and jump on one train or the other. Don't jump on either train step back, watch it from afar, and then make an educated, rational decision based on a little bit of evidence rather than going off a couple TikTok videos. TikTok videos are fun. Don't get me wrong. But if that's where you're going for your truth, you're in for a rude awakening because it, there's a lot of bullshit out there. There's a lot of chocolate-covered turds out there. 
All right. Stuff that's wrapped up in nice packages. That's really dog shit. All right. So let's get to what let's get to the the bread and butter, so to speak, of the guts of this bin Laden letter that was translated again. And and, and when we see anything that's been translated, there's a chance for some loss in translation. Right. But we're going to take the translation's word for it in this case. And it says, in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. And it quotes a Quran verse 2239. Permission to fight against disbelievers is given to those believers who are fought against because they have been wronged. And surely Allah is able to give them them the believers victory. Uh, the Quran 476. Those who believe fight in the cause of Allah and those who disbelieve fight in the cause of Tagut, uh, anything worshipped other than Allah, i.e. Satan. So fight you against the friends of Satan, ever feeble, as indeed the plot of Satan. Uh, And then it says, some American writers have published articles under the title, On What Basis Are We Fighting? These articles have generated a number of responses, some of which adhered to the truth uh, and were based on Islamic law, and others have not. Here, we wanted to outline the truth as an explanation warning, hoping for Allah's reward, seeking success, and supporting for from Him. While seeking Allah's help, we form our reply based on two questions directed at the Americans. Why are we fighting and opposing you? Second, why are we calling you to, or what are we calling you to, and what do we want from you? And the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple, because you attacked us and continued to attack us. A, you attacked us in Palestine. Palestine, which has sunk under the military occupation for more than 80 years. The British handed over Palestine with your help and your support to the Jews, who have occupied it for more than 50 years. Uh, Years overflowing with oppression, tyranny, crimes, expulsion, destruction, and devastation. The creation and continuation of Israel is one of the greatest crimes, and you are the leaders of its criminals. And of course, there's no need to explain and prove the degree of American support for Israel. The creation of Israel is a crime which must be erased. Each and every person whose hands have become polluted in contribution towards this crime must pay its price and pay for it heavily. He says, too, it brings us both laughter and tears that you have not yet tired of repeating your fabricated lies that the Jews have historical right to Palestine, as it was promised uh, to them in the Torah. Anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is accused of anti-Semitism. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated uh, fabrications in history. The people of Palestine are pure Arabs and original Semites. It is the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses, peace be upon him, and the inheritors of the real Torah that has not been changed. Muslims believe in all of the prophets, including Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon all of them. If the followers of Moses have been promised a right to Palestine in the Torah, then Muslims are the most worthy nation of this. When when the Muslims conquered Palestine and drove out the Romans, Palestine and Jerusalem returned to Islam, the religion of all the prophets, peace be upon them. 
Therefore, the call to a historical right to Palestine cannot be raised against the Islamic Ummah that believes in all the prophets of Allah. Peace and blessings be upon them. And we make no distinction between them. Three, the blood pouring out of Palestine must equally uh, be equally revenged. You must know that the Palestinians do not cry alone. Their women are not widowed alone. Their sons not orphaned alone. You attacked us in Somalia. You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya, the Indian oppression against us in Kashmir, and the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. Under your supervision, contents and orders, the governments of our countries, which act as your agents, attack us on a daily basis. These governments prevent our people from establishing Islamic Sharia, using violence and lies to do so. These governments give us a taste of humiliation and places us in large prison of fear and subdual. These governments steal our Ummah's wealth and sell them to you at a paltry price. These governments have surrendered to the Jews and handed most of them, Pal handed them most of Palestine, acknowledging their existence of their state over the dismembered limbs of their own people. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us and a necessary step to free Ummah and make the Sharia the supreme law and re to regain Palestine. And our fight against these governments is not separate from our fight against you. You steal our wealth and oil at paltry prices because of your international influence and military threats. This theft is indeed the biggest theft ever witnessed by mankind in the history of the world. And he's spot on right there. The way we rob countries. Now look, a perfect example is Syria today. Most people don't know that the United States occupies one third of Syria at this time. Which one third do you ask? The one third with oil fields. We, uh, I mean, Trump admitted it in, I believe, 2018. He was talking about it. Yeah, we have troops there. And, and when you hear on the news, are troops in Syria being attacked? Yes, these are occupying troops in Syria against the will of the Syrian government, occupying one third of the country for their oil. And when, when, when the locals fight back against them, it's an attack on a U.S. base. Might see where some people have some problem with that. Okay, let's get back to it. Your forces occupy our countries. You spread your military bases throughout them. We just talked about that. You corrupt our lands and you besiege our sanctities to protect the security of the Jews and to ensure the continuity of your pillage of our treasures. You have starved the Muslims of Iraq where children die every day. It is a wonder that more than 1.5 Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions and you did not show concern. Yet when 3,000 of your people die, the entire world rises and has not yet sat down. And that's a fair gripe. Again, it's that value of humanity, right? Every person should matter the same. It's the argument that goes on in Israel and Palestine. Why is it always the Palestinian um, reprisal from the Jews, from not Jews, from Israel, is always tenfold usually? I mean, look right now, the death count is around 10,000 for the Palestinians. It's a little over 1,000 for the Israelis. 
And that's what he's saying here. I mean, the, the, and it's not just the bombs that we drop. It's the economic sanctions that we place on these countries that also weighs heavily. And it does. It impacts the people in the end. The warlords continue on. It does not stop anything like that. It just hurts the average ordinary citizen. It starves them out, essentially. And they've done it in Iraq. And they've done it in multiple countries around the world. What happened in Yemen is a total atrocity. Nobody in the mainstream media said anything about that. That was a genocide of epic proportions. And in years from now, when people do finally wake up and start looking at that, it's it's going to be like, how did this happen? How did people let this happen? How did this? How did I not know about this? Because it's disgusting, and it happens all over the world. Anytime you go against the, you know, the American Empire, the Zionist Empire, I don't know what to really call it. You supported the Jews in their idea that Jerusalem is their eternal capital and agreed to move your embassy there, which Trump uh, built in 20, whatever, 17, 2018. With your help and under your protection, the Israelis are planning to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock, right? Under the, your, the protection of your weapons, Sharon, Ariel Sharon, the PM at the time, entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque to pollute it at uh, as a preparation to capture and destroy it. It was very controversial when he went into there. I mean, it was like uh, sacrilegious. But the Jews also have a claim to that spot, and so do the Christians. That's why it's such a hot spot, so to speak. Okay, so these tragedies and calamities are only a few examples of your oppression and aggression against us. It is commanded by our religion and intellect that the oppressed have a right to return the aggression. Do not await anything from us but jihad, resistance, and revenge. It is in any way rational to expect that after America has attacked us for more than a half century, that we will then leave her to live in security and peace. You may then dispute that all the above does not justify aggression against civilians for crimes they did not commit and offenses in which they did not partake. This argument contradicts your continuous repetition that America is the land of the freedom, and its leaders in this world. Therefore, the American people are the ones who choose the government by way of their own free will, a choice which stems from their agreement to its policies. Thus, the American people have chosen, consented to, and affirmed their support for the Israeli oppression of the Palestinians, the occupation and usurpation of their land, and its continuous killing, torture, and punishment and expulsion of the Palestinians. The American people have the ability and choice to refuse the policies of their government and even to change it if they want. That's debatable. The deep state runs our government. We do not elect the deep state. They are chosen. The American people are the ones who pay taxes, which fund the planes that bomb us in Afghanistan. The tanks that strike and destroy our homes in Palestine, the armies which occupy our lands in the Arabian Gulf, and the fleets which ensure the blockade of Iraq. Well, hey, Osama, I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want to support these. My Anyone that I know that's any rational does not want to pay taxes, does not support this stuff. So I think you're a little wrong here, bud. You might uh, you, you you might not understand our system very well. 
taxation is theft. They're stealing it from us against our will. We don't willingly pay taxes. We don't have a choice. It's not like they come to us in April and say, hey, on the 15th, if you would like to, you can pay your taxes. But if you don't, it's all right. You know, if you don't want to contribute to the war machine, then we'll let you slide this year. Nah, doesn't work like that, buddy. You don't pay your taxes, you end up in prison. So I'm going to fight with him there. He goes, these tax dollars are given to Israel for its continue to attack us and penetrate our lands. Not just Israel. We give it to a lot of people and, and not a lot to ourselves. Uh, the Ukrainians seem to have a uh, big coffer of our funds right now. And before that, it was in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, places where we like to cause conflicts. Uh, so the American people are the one who fund the attacks against us, and they are the ones who oversee the expenditure of these monies in the way they wish, through their elected candidates. Not true either. Our elected candidates don't even know how we spend a lot of this, which is bullshit. And they're not elected democratically in many ter- in many sense. Like I said, these people are selected, not elected. Also, The American army is part of the American people. It is the very same people who are shamelessly helping the Jews fight against us. Well, then attack the army. Go at it. I got no problem with that. That's what the army is supposed to do. They are a fighting unit. You know, the guy down the street running a uh, small grocery store that gets blown up by a bomb. I don't think that's a legit target. You know, you want to fight the military? I think that's a little bit more legitimate. And good luck. The American people are the ones who employ both their men and their women in the American forces which attack us. True. This is why the American people cannot be innocent of all the crimes committed by the Americans and Jews against us. Well, to blame both on us as civilians is a little over the top, Osama. You know, come on, buddy. It's not like we we are in full support of these parasites, these war pigs. And I mean, you are bringing some good points to the table, though. So I will I will give you a little credit when credit is due. So let's get back. Allah, the Almighty, legislated the permission and the option to take revenge. Thus, if we are attacked, then we have the right to attack back. Whoever has destroyed our villages and towns, then we have the right to destroy their villages and towns. Whoever has stolen our wealth, then we have the right to destroy their economy. And whoever has killed our civilians, then we have the right to kill theirs. The American government and press still refuse to answer the question, why did they attack us in New York and Washington? If Sharon is a man of peace in the eyes of Bush, then we are also men of peace. America does not understand the language of manners and principles, so we are addressing it using the language it understands. As for the second question that we want to answer, what are we calling you to, and what do we want from you? The first thing we are calling you to is Islam. The religion of the unification of God, of freedom from associating partners with him, and his rejection of this, of complete love of him, the exalted, of complete submission to his laws, and of the discarding of all the opinions, orders, theories, and religions which contradict with the religion he sent down to his prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Islam is the religion of all prophets and makes no distinction between them. Peace be upon them all. It is 
to this religion that we call you the seal of all previous religions. It is the religion of unification of God, the sincer uh, sincerity, the best of manners, righteousness, mercy, honor, purity, and piety. And this is the religion of showing kindness to others, establishing justice between them, granting them their rights, and defending the oppressed and the persecuted. It is the religion of enjoying the good and forbidding evil with the hand, tongue, and heart. It is the religion of jihad, in the way of Allah, so that Allah's word and the religion of reign supreme. And it is the religion of unity and agreement on the obedience to Allah and total equity, uh, total equality between all people without regarding their color, sex, or language. <clears throat> it is religion whose book, the Quran, will remain preserved and unchanged after the other divine books and messages have been changed. The Quran is the miracle until the day of judgment. Allah has challenged anyone to bring a book like the Quran or even 10 verses like it. The second thing we call you to is to stop your oppression, lies, immorality, and debauchery that is spread among you. We call to you to be a people of manners, principles, honor, purity, and to reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with interest. We call to you all of this that you may be freed from which you have become caught up in, that you may be freed from the deceptive lies that you are a great nation, that your leaders spread amongst you to conceal from you the despicable state which you have reached. It is saddening to tell that you are the worst civilization witnessed by the history of mankind. You are the nation who, rather than ruling by the Sharia of Allah in its constitution and laws, chose to invent your own laws as will and desire. You separate religion from your policies, contradicting your pure nature, which affirms absolute authority to the Lord and your creator. You flee from the embarrassing question posed to you. How is it possible for Allah the Almighty to create his creation, grant them power over all the creatures of the land and land, grant them all the amenities of life, and then deny them that which they are most in need of, knowledge of the laws which govern their lives? You are the nation that permits usury, which has been forbidden by all the religions, yet you build your economy and investments on usury. As a result of this, in all of its different forms and guises, the Jews have taken control of your economy, through which they have taken control of your media and now control all aspects of your life, making you their servants and achieving their aims at your expense, precisely what Benjamin Franklin warned you against. And right here, he makes a good point, because if you look, <clears throat> a lot of our uh, government are dual citizens with Israel. It's the only country you're allowed to be a dual citizen with. They have taken control of a lot of the big companies, a lot of the media, a lot of the entertainment, music, movies, TV. Okay, You are a nation that permits uh, the production, trading, and usage of intoxicants. 
you also permit drugs and for only forbid the trade of them, even though your nation is the largest consumer of them. You are a nation that permits acts of immorality and you consider them to be pillars of personal freedom. You've continued to sink down this abyss from level to level until incest has spread amongst you in the face of which neither your sense of honor nor your laws object. Who can forget President Clinton's immoral acts committed in the Oval Office? After that, you did not bring him to account, other than that he, quote-unquote, made a mistake, after which everything passed on with no punishment. Is there a worse kind of event for which your name will go down in history and remembered by nations? Well, I think we've done a lot more stuff than the president getting a BJ in the Oval Office. I, I you know, I... Our CAA might have had a hand in killing a president about 70 years ago. Uh, you know, we've done some bad. They, they, they don't have the best of track records. And I think Clinton's BJ in the Oval Office is not that big of a stain. <laughs> no pun intended uh, <laughs> on us. But, you know, the, the part where they pass with no punishment, that's one of the biggest gripes that we have here in America is that these people do not pay. None of these scumbags that push the COVID narrative and push lockdowns and cause people to lose their businesses and you know made people take injections. None of these people are going to be held accountable. Politicians get away with, you know, doing disgusting shit all the time, insider trading, this, that, and the other. They get away with it scot-free. There's no punishment. Now, if you go against the system, speak out against them, ask Eric Adams how that's going right now, New York mayor. I believe he spoke out against the Biden regime and uh, his cell phone, computer, and some other stuff were confiscated. So you do when you run a, uh, a, a tight, socialist, fascist dictatorship can't have anyone speaking out against the government or they will go at you you are a nation that permits gambling in all forms this company practice as well resulting in the investments becoming active and criminals becoming rich you're a nation that exploits women like consumer products or advertising tools calling upon customers to purchase them use women to serve passengers, visitors, strangers to increase your profit margins. You then rant that you support the liberation of women. You are a nation that practices the trade of sex in all its forms, directly and indirectly. Giant corporations and establishments are established on this under the name of art, entertainment, tourism, and freedom, and other deceptive names you attribute to it. Uh, and because of all this, You've been described in history as a nation that spreads diseases that were unknown to man in the past. Go ahead and boast to the nations of man that you brought AIDS to them as a satanic American invention. Thanks, Dr. Fauci. Right? All those guys, those evil scientists at the WHO and wherever they were working at the time. You've destroyed nature with your industrial waste and gases more than any other nation in the history. Correct. Despite this, you refuse to sign the Kyoto Agreement so that you can secure the profit for your greedy companies and industries. Your law is the law of the rich and wealthy people who hold sway in their political parties and fund their election campaigns with their gifts, 
Behind them stand the Jews who control your policies, media, and economy. And he's right because, you know, we have a two-tiered system, two-tiered justice system here. There's rules for the rich and then there's rules for the rest of us. And, you know, behind them, you know, one of the drivers in these is the media is the economy, is the the policies that are made by politicians. He's right there. That which you are singled out for in the history of mankind is that you have used your force to destroy mankind more than any other nation in history. Not to defend principles and values, but to hasten and secure your interests and profits. You who dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan, even though Japan was ready to negotiate an end to the war. How many acts of oppression, tyranny, and justice have you carried out, O callers to freedom? Let's not forget one of your major characteristics, your duality in both manners and values, your hypocrisy in manners and principles. All manners and principles, values have two scales, one for you and one for the others. That is a very fair accusation. And I would say the U.S. is guilty of that. The United States government is guilty of that. <laughs> the it, It's gaslighting, right? Rules for thee and not for me. And, and that's a big problem with our government and our three-letter agencies is the hypocrisy in manners and principles. And that there's, you know... We talk a big game and we we push and force these laws on others, but the U.S. doesn't abide by them. The U.S. government, nah, they don't apply to us, right? No war crimes are ever rarely filed against the United States. Okay. The freedom and democracy that you call uh, to is for yourselves and for the white race only. And for the rest of the world, you impose upon them your monstrous, destructive policies and governments, which you call the American friends. Yet you prevent them from establishing democracies. When the Islamic Party in Algeria wanted to uh, practice democracy and they won the election, you unleashed your agents in the Algerian army onto them and to attack them with tanks and guns to imprison them and torture them, a new lesson from the American Book of Democracy. And the U.S. is very guilty of this, right? They are known for, if they don't like who's in government, they will either work with the locals to get it changed or they will change it themselves. And that's that's absolute. Your policy on prohibiting and forcibly removing weapons of mass destruction to ensure world peace. It only applies to those countries which you do not permit to possess such weapons, right? Only certain countries can have nuclear weapons. Not everybody. As for the countries you consent to, such as Israel, they then are allowed to keep and use such weapons to defend their security. Anyone else who you may suspect of manufacturing or keeping these weapons, you call them criminals and you take military action against them. Ask Iraq. Remember the whole weapons of mass destruction fiasco. Now, did Iraq have probably some chemical and biological weapons? I'm sure. Because the United States sold them to them back when they were fighting Iran in the 80s. So the fact that the United States knew that Iraq might have some remnants of chemical and biological weapons, yeah, they might have had a clue, but 
I'm sure at that point, you know, I, obviously we never found any. So uh, that argument was turned out to be a steaming pile of horseshit. But to defend the U.S. in that sense, they knew that there was a chance there were some there because they had sold them to them 20 years earlier. Oh, you are the last ones to respect the resolutions and policies of international law. There we go. Yet you claim to want to selectively punish anyone who doesn't does the same, right? It, Israel has for more than 50 years been pu- pushing US, UN resolutions and rules against the wall with the full support of America. As for the war criminals, which you ensure in the form of criminal courts for, you shamelessly ask that your own are granted immunity. However, history will not forget the war crimes that you committed against the Muslims and the rest of the world that you have killed in Japan, Afghanistan, Somalia, Lebanon, and Iraq will remain a shame that you will never be able to escape. It will suffice to remind you of your latest war crimes in Afghanistan, in which densely populated innocent civilian villages were destroyed. Bombs were dropped on mosques, causing the roof of the mosque to come crashing down on the heads of the Muslims praying inside. You are the ones who broke the agreement with the Mujahideen when they left Kunduz, bombing them at Genji Fort and killing more than a thousand of your prisoners through the suffocation and thirst. Allah alone knows how many people have died by torture at the hands of your agents. Your planes will remain in Afghan skies looking for anyone remotely suspicious. You have claimed to be the vanguards of human rights and your Ministry of Foreign Affairs issues annual reports containing statistics of those countries that violate any human rights. However, all of these things vanished when the Mujahideen hit you, and then you implemented the methods of the same documented uh, governments that you uh, used to curse. In America, you captured thousands, uh, the Muslims and Arabs, took them into custody with neither reason, court trial, nor even disclosing their names. You issued newer, harsher laws. What happens in Guantanamo is a historical embarrassment to America and its values, and it screams into your forces, you hypocrites. What is the value of your signature on any agreement or treaty? He's got a great point there. One of the poorest track records in world history is the American, the United States government and treaties. Native Americans, they violated almost every treaty. And, and look at the majority of the treaties that we're a part of. We tend to find the loopholes and don't abide by them. Not we, the United States government. I'm not saying we. Um, okay. We also advise you to stop supporting Israel and to end your support of the Indians in Kashmir, the Russians against the Chechens, and also cease supporting the Manila government against the Muslims in the uh, southern Philippines. We also advise you to pack your legend and get luggage and get out of our lands. We desire for your goodness, guidance, and righteousness. So do not force us to send you back as cargo in coffins. Nah, that's a little over the top. You know, it's a little threatening, you know. No, nah, but I mean, he's trying to get a point across here. But I, I mean, yeah, they should not be in those lands unless those people want them there. And I would guess that the majority of the bases in the countries that we have, we do not want them there. 
We tend to take their natural resources, offer little in return other than a, you know, big brother mentality. And uh, then we leave when it gets bad and there's nothing left to take. Sixthly, we call upon you to end your support of the corrupt leaders in our countries. Do not interfere in our politics and method of education. Leave us alone or expect us in Washington and New York. We also call you to deal with us and interact with us on the basis of mutual interests and benefits rather than policies of subdual, theft, and occupation, and not to continue your policy of supporting the Jews because this will result in more disasters for you. I agree with him in a sense there that, you know, why can't we have talks? Why can't we discuss things? Why does it always come down to bombs and capturing people and droning wedding parties? Our track record's not good there with the United States. We also call you to do, uh, oh no, if you fail to respond to all these conditions, then prepare for fight with the Islamic nation, the nation of monotheism that puts complete trust in Allah and fears no one other than him. The nation which is addressed by its Quran in the words, do you fear them? Allah has more right that you should fear him if you are believers. Fight against them so that Allah will punish them by your hands and disgrace them and give you victory over them and heal the breasts of believing people and remove the anger of their believers' hearts. Allah accepts the repentance of whom he wills. Allah is all-knowing, all-wise. That's Quran verse 9-13-1. Uh, the nation of honor and respect, but honor and power, okay. Uh, the nation of martyrdom, the nation of victory uh, and success. He's just going through a whole bunch of Quran verses here. Uh, Allah has decreed that verily it is that my messengers who shall be victorious, victorious, <clears throat> verily Allah is all powerful and almighty from the Quran 5821. Okay, so the Islamic nation that uh, was able to dismiss and destroy the previous evil empires like yourself, the nation that rejects your attacks, wishes you to remove your evils and is prepared to fight you. You are well aware that the Islamic nation from the very core of its soul despises your haughtiness and arrogance. If the Americans refuse to listen to your advice and goodness, guidance and righteousness that we call to them, then be aware that you will choose, uh, that you will lose this crusade Bush began, just like the other crusades in which you were humiliated by the hands of the Mujahideen, fleeing to your home in great silence and disgrace. If the Americans do not respond, then their fate will be that of the Soviets who fled uh, from Afghanistan to deal with their military defeat, political breakup, ideological downfall, and economic bankruptcy. This is our message to the Americans as an answer to theirs. Do they know why we fight them and over which form of ignorance, by permission of Allah, we shall be victorious? Now, what's interesting here is he's right. I mean, what ha did you see the way we left Afghanistan with our tail between our legs, you know, leaving behind supposedly $8 billion worth of equipment that just fell into the hands of the Taliban, supposedly, um, got our ass handed to us in Afghanistan for the most part. Uh, uh, the, the American 
experienced 20 years in Afghanistan and what do they have to show for it? Nothing. Taliban came right in and picked right back up where they left off. Like nothing ever happened. Now, what's interesting is, is, uh, you know, this whole, this is a very, you know, divisive thing in the reason, you know, one of the reasons it came out now is because of the whole Palestinian Jewish conflict, but what it also is pushing here and what you're hearing a lot right now is that Albert Pike notion of the third world war being between the Muslims and the Western powers. And that's what they're pushing. They want to be able to sell this to you as something that, because why it's, it's money guys. That's, that's what this boils down to is how do we keep sucking profits out of these people and getting rid of the less than, you know, the feeders, the useless eaters, as they like to call us, you know, anyone that's not of this elite parasitic class. And, and they're going about it any which way. I mean, you look at what we did in the Middle East. It's uh, the United States government did in the Middle East is atrocious. I mean, there was no need to go into Iraq. And, and again, it goes back to the whole Wesley Clark thing. The Wesley Clark where he said in 2007 that in 2001, right after the 9-11 attacks, that there was going to be seven nations that the United States was going to attack in five years. Seven nations in five years. Now, actually here, let's, uh, let's, let's cue that up. Where is good old Wesley? Because uh, what, what he says is so creepy, you know, when you hear him actually talk about it and, uh, after nine okay so let's give you a little bit of this a little bit of mr wesley clark here we go let's have it wesley 11 about 10 days after 9 11 i went through the pentagon and i saw secretary rumsfeld and and deputy secretary wolfowitz i went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used used to work for me and one of the generals called me and he said sir you got to Come in, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq? Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years. 
starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. I said, is it classified? He said, yes, sir. I said, <laughs> I said well, don't show it to me. And I saw him a year or so ago, and I said, you remember that? He said, sir, I didn't show you that memo. I didn't show it to you. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say his name was? <laughs> I'm not going to give you his name. Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then Libya, then Somalia and Sudan, and then back to Iran. So when you look All right, enough of you, Wesley. So you get the point there. All right. And that's what we're we're dealing with here is that mentality that we can just go in and bomb anybody that we want. Any government we don't like, we'll just bomb our way out of it. And, you know, it's it's again, why did I do this? Because I wanted people not only to to be able to hear the document firsthand and understand not to fall for this division because that's all this is this is another psychological operation on the people to divide and conquer because nothing good is going to come from this right nothing good is going to come from osama bin laden's memo it's you know and does he make some valid points absolutely there are he has some severe grievances with the united states government and United States actions and their allies' actions. And I can't argue with that because it's done some atrocious shit from the genocide of the natives to you name it. Been a part of a lot of a lot of atrocious shit. Um, but at the same time, we have to not fall for that division. Again, remember when things start going crazy, take that step back. Look into the history of it a little bit before falling into the emotional argument of it, because that's what they want to do. They want to suck the energy out of you. They want to get some negative, some fear, some anger into you when you can just laugh at this stuff. Because once I heard this came out, I'm like, psyop. Okay, let's now let's have some fun with it. Let's see the angle that they're coming from. What are they? What? What? It's a tool. How are they using it against us? And this is it. It's a, it's a tool of division. And that's what you're going to see. You're going to see people saying, oh, these people support Osama bin Laden. Well, not necessarily. They support his ideas that he put forth in this, some of them that are legitimate. So, I mean, you you that's how the, the this war machine and this fucked up government idea works in, in our country. It's all getting at your emotions that's why they set up the media the way they have it set up it's so it can drain your energy it can keep you in a perpetual state of fear and that's what and division and that's what this does this is more you know uh it's gonna gonna have the war hawks saying you know again going against the muslims oh the muslims we got to fight the muslims you know iran libya whatever we've heard it all before guys it's bullshit. Let's pull out some of our bases from these countries and see what happens. I'd rather that approach than let's push more war. Let's see what happens. Take a shot. Pull out some bases. Let's get out of Syria. Stop controlling their oil fields against occupying their oil fields against their will. Look at the number of bases around the world. Look how much money we spend 
supporting those bases on an annual basis. It's 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 insane. Absolutely insane. All right, guys, with that, please, if you want to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash the great deception podcast. You can also get some merch, check out in the links below. Um, like, share, review the show. Um, and we have some uh like I said, I've been working on this this show for uh about three weeks now. And actually here I'll give you a little give you a little taste of what we're working with here. Uh maybe not. But anyway, I've been working on a show for you all for um coming up on the uh the history of the expulsion of Jews throughout the world and uh, Palestine, Israel, a little bit about that land area and a little, a little history lesson that I think you guys will have fun with. But uh, for some reason, oh, there we go. Cool. So, and it is called the uh, uh, expulsions of the Jewish people since 18 or since 586 BC. And then we'll also look at the other 1492, a book by normal Norman Finkelstein, who, if, if, you haven't aren't familiar with Norman, go check out his work. He's all over the internet right now. Um uh, somewhat controversial, but uh some of his uh takes are very based and uh very interesting. So I'm I'm just trying to find some time to record it. It won't be this weekend. I got a, a patron show tonight. I got two shows on sunday we got monday night master debaters coming up and maybe tuesday night i might find be able to find some time to record um but i want to get this one out to you because it has a lot of information in it and uh i think you'll enjoy it so with that i want to thank you all again for another great episode from my standpoint that uh, i hope you guys all enjoy it and if, uh, like I said, like, share, review, everyone stay strong and question everything. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? The first thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coat? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? delicious fries. Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. 
If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all! What a shame that a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? 